are just talking to these people and you try to get closure. How about you close your legs and... Hey guys, welcome to Brown Sugar, the podcast where we have candid conversations about everything from careers to culture, race to relationships, identity and everything in between. Grab your tea, we'll bring the sugar. Woo! We're back. We're back. Thanks for tuning in again, guys. We've missed you. (laughs) We've missed you very much. And for today's episode, you've got a bit of a special one today. We're going to be having... A brown sugar question time. For today's episode, we're actually going to be playing a card game um, called We're Not Really Strangers. So I actually, I saw this brand on Instagram um, and the the company's all about sort of building genuine connections or genuine relationships with people um, through these card games. And um, I ordered it because it looked really amazing from the US and I then had to pay about 20 quid on shipping and then another 20 quid for tax. I got, yeah. So how much was it then? The cards were like 20 quid. So the cards were 20 quid and I was like, yeah, I'll buy that. And then the shipping was like another like, it basically matched the price of the card. I I feel bad because I actually really do enjoy this game. I didn't know it was that expensive though. Just a heads up. We're not, no, we're not transfer up. you later, G. We're not being paid that much. Transfer you later. We're not being paid at all for this. This is not a sponsored ad or a sponsored episode. Wow. However, if you're listening to this, I would very much so like it to be. Wow. We'll leave our PayPal um, in the description. <laughs> but the moral of the story is that I need to get my money's worth. So I'm going to play this game in every single episode, every dinner party, every time I see you. <laughs> Every yeah. time you meet anyone, just whip out right. the Oh, car. have you ever played We're Not Really Strangers? Oh, so what's your biggest regret in life? <laughs> Precisely. So yeah, let's just get into it. We're going to take turns asking each other questions. Um, and yeah, hopefully after the episode, y'all know a little bit more about us. And we know a little bit more about our own damn selves. Let's go. Now that's that on that. That's that on that. Okay, so I'm going first, and I'm going to ask you, Hannah, Miss Faseo, how would you describe me to a stranger? I feel like I do describe you to strangers all the time anyways. I mean, not all the time, that sounds kind of creepy. But um, I would describe you as a calmer energy between, like, you're very, very calming energy, very intellectual and a deep thinker, but also a deep feeler. Um, To balance all of that out, I'd say that you're hilarious. Um... I try. I wouldn't say nice, but very kind-hearted and kind-spirited, which is a rare feat nowadays. Thank you. That's Um, very sweet. Can I also quickly interject on myself? Um, I was once doing like this team building exercise at work and um, the guy that sits next to me at work, Blair, he had to describe my features like to the team. And after giving this monologue, a similar monologue, to what I just gave Aki, like I thought he was gonna ask me to marry. Like I legit <laughs> thought he was gonna be like, and this, and is, this why is why <laughs> Hannah knows will like, make me the happiest <laughs> man in the world. So Rochelle, what am I most qualified to give advice about? Hmm, I can tell you what you're m- most unqualified to give advice about. <laughs> How are you gonna spin the question like that? <laughs> <laughs> I can tell you what you're not gonna do. <laughs> I can tell you what you're not good at. Um, I would say 
as boring as this sounds, like career advice and like personal development. And I know that okay. sounds like a bit boring, but I just mean every time I've maybe had like a, you know, quarter life crisis, like oh, I'm not going to be successful, blah, blah, blah. I don't know my next career. <laughs> You're very good and focused. And I can actually see you in the future becoming like a life coach or something like that. Um, oh my god! Yeah, wow. yeah, I can actually see that because you're very, you're very good at seeing the bigger picture, and you're very driven. You know, demonstrated by your various um, career accolades, and yeah, I'd be honest about that. Oh, that's I'd, nice. I'd say, I, yeah, I take general that. life, personal development. Um, yeah, I was gonna say you're unqualified awesome. to give. Um, what am I unqualified <laughs> to give advice about? Go ahead, say it with the chest. <laughs> I'd say love advice (laughs) just because, I mean, if you want to come across as like, you know, the crazy girl screaming outside your ex-boyfriend's house, Uh, then go to you. Like, no, definitely double text him. Definitely start an argument. Start that argument. Tell him that he's being annoying. Definitely LinkedIn him. And if he doesn't reply, then fax him. And then you can pigeon mail him. And I'm the one here being like, don't do it. Like, don't okay 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 no i i do think i will never tell someone to do something that goes against what they act that what they want to do in that moment because i do everything everything that comes into my head i do it so like if i think it i say it if i if i if i feel it she thinks therefore she does she is <laughs> a philosophical ass bitch that's what i am um i yeah so i i have no control so i never advise people to be like oh no like think about your um i don't know your your dignity your maybe <laughs> <laughs> your yeah. ego Low. forget the ego text him again <laughs> text Low. him again that's what fault. um aki what do you fear most what i fear most is being too scared to reach my full potential so I am a very I have a very anxious disposition and sometimes I psych myself out of doing things because I'm too scared of giving it a shot and um and I can almost like feel when it's happening I kind of like just I just hold myself back quite a lot so I think scared of getting to a point in my life where I've held my myself back so much that I'm not where I could be at that stage if that makes sense um and I sometimes get scared that I get in my own way a lot of the time Mm. which I definitely do can I just say though that like it's been really amazing to see you like grow in the five years I've known you like when I first met you I would have never ever in my life thought you would have jumped out of a plane yeah you jumped out of a plane and Mm. I would literally crap myself yeah like she fully jumped off a plane she moved like jumped out of a plane skydived but yeah (laughs) I think it sounded like she like broke the window and jumped I was on the way to Dubai and I was like you know what funny story I have a really large head and (laughs) I can concur the hats just did not fit me and they were like, oh, we've got a melon head over here. Like, <laughs> my head was so large. I couldn't find me a cap that fit. So all my hair was sticking out the sides. That, You'll see pictures of me. That needs very like nicely idiot. into the next question. <laughs> next question is give each other nicknames and explain. My nickname for you, Hannah, I think that you're... A bit of a socialite. Tell me more. Lissy. Ah, 
You love to just talk. Oh, it's going to be Gossip Girl, surely. Yeah, like Gossip Girl. That's actually my nickname in my work group chat. You love to be at the center and be in the know. You want all the tea. You want all the smoke. And you want to be at all the noses. smoke and the tea. And yeah, I think... All the smoke. Being friends with you has actually made me like very socially confident like being oh at parties God, with you wow. being in social settings with you you just carry yourself with you just you can schmooze a room she's got that je ne sais quoi. so this is really interesting actually when i was growing up i actually used to be really insecure that there was like nothing about me that i could be described as as in like out of all of my friends i was like one would be like the funny one one would be the this one this one would be the that one and like people would come to me and they'd be like oh how do you describe her mm, i don't know i can think of loads for you but it's just i can think of, i would think of the wise one i would think of like the kind-hearted one i would think of like the like beautiful one to be fair like i think it's fair yeah, to, you fit. i think it's fair <laughs> to say <laughs> like no disrespect you're fit <laughs> like do you mate you are a sort you're a salty <laughs> you are a sort throw back to second year in our house you're like um the the out of the five of us um i think literally the first week of Aki being single my man had man them no that's not, that's not true that's no, not true that's not true that's not true it is true no 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 that is, is not true you not fit you and humble wow Aki I'm about to roast you for a second don't 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 this is the same girl that'll be like I'm not, I'm never gonna talk to any guys anymore I'm just gonna focus I've on never. myself blah, blah, blah. Like, I we'll just go, like, like we'll walk two seconds cast. outside and we'll be like <laughs> I met this guy and he <laughs> every time you do go out there is someone who is checking no, every for you which time. is the main point every but time the that's side the point is that if you also be falling in love with all of them every single time as well <laughs> I guys, I literally, I cannot disagree more. But no, 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 that is actually your nickname. It's not for you to disagree. It's for me. That's your nickname, um, Casanova. There's the you're nickname. You're nuts. Casanova. You're nuts. Casanova. Casanova. Are you joking? Casanova. That's it. Fam, this is another example. I've been in Tenerife, living in Tenerife for months and months and months, months and months. Aki comes for one weekend. She went wow. on a date. A date, <laughs> a whole date. A do you whole think I'd ever been, do you think I went on a single date the whole six like months I was in Tenerife? Like how do you go Tenerife? on a holiday and then go on a date? Like that's, that's oh, a lot. As in, Aki. I was sitting in my room waiting for her to come back. <laughs> yeah. I just realized how peak that must have been for you. I'm really sorry. It, no, it's fine. I was happy for you. I was hey. happy for you, but she fully left me to go on a date. <laughs> it was your friend, though. It was your friend. It wasn't like I met this guy in the club. Yeah, but that's your nickname, Casanova. Oh, wow. Unintentional. I just Casanova. like talking to people. You know, I just like know about people's <laughs> lives. I, anyway. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyways, anyways. Michelle's nickname. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> Class clown. <laughs> No. This can never You're be serious. You're actually a clown. Yeah. You actually You're are a clown. clown. Like class clown, you can never be serious. Guys, can I tell you a secret? What? Can I tell you a secret? I have not really told anyone this. So basically, when I was like, I think I was 10 years old and I just moved to this new school, prep school, like in the countryside in Hertfordshire. And like back then I was like really, really shy, like believe it or not. 
um, I was super, super shy. And I was like, um, I had just been like moved up a year. So I was in a completely new class. Like everyone was older than me. Like everyone was like 12. I was like 10 or whatever. Anyway, so I was obviously trying to find ways to like, I guess, make people laugh. I guess this is when my whole class clownery began. I was in Mr. Doble's English class. I went to the to- Wait, toilet. Wait, Mr. Doble? Mr. Doble. <laughs> that was his name. Mr. Doble. Shout out to Pizza Express. <laughs> <laughs> Free dough balls for life. Shout out to Pizza Express. He <laughs> <laughs> can sort you out with a voucher, love. <laughs> anyway, anyway, so I went to the toilet and I thought it would be really funny to like come back in looking like I'd just been like beaten up or something. So I basically like ruffled my hair and like unbuttoned my shirt and I don't know, I did all this weird stuff to make me like look really ruffled and came in with like my braids like over my face and then like I just walked in and everyone was like oh my gosh look at Michelle (laughs) then I was just like what guys what do you mean like pretending like I didn't know what I'd done and then just to kind of get everyone to laugh and then it was literally from that moment everyone just thought I was this hilarious girl but I only did this to make friends because I didn't have any friends in this new school you're so funny like can you imagine I've never told anyone that I just like that's so funny. So, that's, up. <laughs> it's just so funny because I get, I'm now imagining from your teacher's point of view, who would have been like an adult, right? Watching a 10 year old just walk into class. It's just like, <laughs> it's just like where was your thought process? Like, <laughs> what was you thinking? <laughs> Aki, do you believe everyone has a calling? If so, have you found yours? And have I found mine? I wouldn't say it has, everyone has one specific calling, but I think that everyone has talents or can develop talents that will, I guess, form into something that you could call a calling. Um, so I would say that my talents are, are probably something like this, like having conversations, listening to people, giving advice. She's a great listener as well. You are a really good listener. Like you kind really of have good. to be a good listener, I think, to be friends with us, Hannah. Just because yeah, we just make talk a lot. Because you two just talk. A to be lot. fair, I would talk say that lot. we also listen as well. Like, if you really want to talk to me, like, I will listen to what you're saying. Obviously, yeah. yeah. But I do have to. I I think it comes easier to some people because I have to. Mm. I've had to teach myself to actively listen. Yeah. Whereas my natural affinity is towards listening rather than talking. I think everyone does have a calling based on their talents. Um, I'm not sure if I've found mine 100% yet, but I would say that right now I'm I'm doing something that makes me feel happy through this podcast. Um, I think we're realising your calling at the moment and we're kind of like watching you realise that, as in through this podcast and through recent events, you're realising how much you want to go into academia and how much you want to further your education in um politics and race relations and feminism and all of that and I actually remember sitting with you at uni in our final year when you were considering doing a master's and then that kind of got put in the back burner because you got a job and stuff but yeah I guess like it's like what you said there's no final destination like there's no court like you must do this thing this is what this is what God has given you therefore I think we're we're always evolving and learning and yeah for sure um but I think yeah you are definitely on your way there Thanks, man. <laughs> Your internet connection is unstable. I hate when Zoom tells me I'm unstable. I feel so I'm not triggered. Unstable. You're unstable. <laughs> Back me to unstable. <laughs> <laughs> I 
rebuke the instability in the name of Jesus. In the name of stability. Instability even, whatever. Next question. Next question. Michelle, have you ever slash would you ever tell someone you love them but not mean it? Sorry to my exes. And they're all listening. All of them. I am sorry to all they of y'all. Really I'm sorry. I'm sorry to all of y'all. Um, no, on a serious note, I am very, very particular about that. I would say I've actually only said it to to two people. And I meant it um, both times. At the time of saying. At the time of saying it. And I, I look back and I'm like, hmm, did I? And to be fair, it could have been infatuation. Like the first one was I was like, what, 19? And I think I did. I think I didn't really know. I still don't really know what love is, whatever. And the second time I said it, I definitely said it too quickly. But I also, I also did mean it. Um, and there have been situations where people have said it to me and I'm like, I'm not really feeling that way. So I'll just be like, you're cool. <laughs> or you too. See, you too. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks very much. You're doing a great job, mate. Keep, um, keep it yeah, up. Yeah, I wouldn't just because I'm I'm very very particular about that. Like, I can't just be you can't just be dropping L bombs like mm. like out of nowhere. Are you missing anyone right now? Do you think they're missing you too? I tend to give people emotional space when they're not paying rent. I tend to reminisce on good times with people that definitely should not be in my life anymore. So I think especially this lockdown situation um, has exacerbated that because you're just left with your thoughts. Um, so yeah, I, th- I find people popping into my head that I've like kind of left behind for good reason. And I think it takes a big woman to acknowledge that I, like even people that I shouldn't be paying no mind to uh like I do still miss them and I think that that's something I need to be okay with acknowledging rather than being like oh no f him anyway he didn't he this is that he wasn't esh anyway um I am missing several people but probably not for the right reason do you think they're missing you <laughs> I think they are I, I no, know a few probably, probably not missing you. I think mm-hmm. <laughs> I tend to like really romanticize situations that that weren't like there's just no need i thought probably over it and i i tend to have an issue like letting go a little bit so probably not if they are then cool but they can miss me from afar good thing is i've never i've never like i haven't yet done the whole let me just reach out oh if you wanted to reach out though it wouldn't be i'm kidding (laughs) this is where me and hannah are different hannah's got no chill i have a lot of pride was saying don't go out reaching for looking for closure when it's just delaying mm. your healing and i was like preach because you're like you're like oh I, I need to reach out i need i need to reach out just to you know feel calm about the situation let me tell take it from me <laughs> that closure thing is a myth closure is not a thing like it's a social concept <laughs> i feel like, it I does feel like not closure exist. just isn't isn't what it, we need right i feel like it gets kind of over romanticized but we forget like closure is not really for us when I think of closure, I think of more like, imagine maybe you got a divorce or something and like there's so much that happened and it's such like such sort of nasty ways that you split. However, you do know that like you do want to respect each other or like if you have to be in each other's lives, then I think having closure then like where it's like, okay, now I can see where you're coming from and you can see where I'm coming from. Mm. And it doesn't mean anything in terms of us getting back together, but it just means that like, I don't hate you, which yeah. you shouldn't carry around yeah. hate like that for someone. Yeah. Um, then mm-hmm. that makes sense. But like, 
after these little chicken change, one year relationship, <laughs> one year here, <laughs> two months here, <laughs> three weeks here. You got three months. You got a six months. Everybody got, six got a six months. months. Everybody got six months. This, these guys ain't even your boyfriends. Y'all are just talking to these people and you try to get closure. <laughs> How about you close your legs and... <laughs> Oh, no Bantahana is dead and gone. But you know what I mean? Like, I said, like, how can you get closure off of something that never opened? Like, the fuck? <laughs> Hannah, I don't know what juice you're drinking today, but you're really bringing the banter, mate. Keep sipping on that juice. So, Hannah, what are you still trying to prove to yourself? Ooh... Yeah, so I, f- I feel like with things I'm trying to prove to myself, definitely probably around, I think especially this past sort of two years since graduation or since working, I've been constantly trying to like reaffirm like success outside of the structure of what like has been prescribed to us since mm. we've been in school, I guess. I think I found, I have definitely struggled with like this sort of move from like I always being so I don't even know how to phrase it without sounding like I've always been smart, but like I've I've never really had to like my mom was actually just talking me through like all the different tutorings that Ruben does, and I remember like at his age like it just was never something that ever crossed my mind like I never really had to like like try to like study like as a child, <laughs> but I think um and I and I kind of had the same thing at university like obviously university was hard for so many different reasons, but I never found the actual sort of learning part hard or like I I never felt that I was inadequate in terms of like how smart I was but I think something I've been trying to prove to myself since graduating is that that translates outside of like just like specific topic areas or specific class like in a classroom or whatever um and at work and like how yeah I don't know like it doesn't really matter if you're smart at work I guess it's just like are you good at your job yeah (laughs) are you a people person um, Exactly. So I think that's one thing that I've been trying to prove to myself. Um, and yeah, Rochelle, what lesson took you the longest to unlearn? I like to think I'm constantly in a learning and unlearning kind of like a hybridity. Obviously, unlearning everything that the patriarchy has kind of woven into our psyches without us realizing, I guess, gender roles, because you know, I am from uh, I'm from a Nigerian culture, which is traditionally like quite misogynistic. And, you know, the man must pay, the woman must do this, the woman must cook, the woman must like I have said this before many times on the podcast. Like, I can cook, but I don't like cooking. I'm glad my mom's taught me how to cook, but I also don't think I want to raise a family where it's like I'm just cooking like and my husband's going out bringing the bacon like to me that's not appealing so I think just kind of throughout my life trying to see where society has kind of ingrained these roles into me and just kind of like un- unlearning that and also like unlearning that like it's kind of a deep one I'd actually say how du- that how dark I am isn't like a hindrance so like growing up growing up I think being dark-skinned and the thing is like like I mean all my family are black right 
but I'm probably like one of the darkest in my family. So like growing up with my cousins, it would kind of be like, some of my cousins are hella light. Like they would switch off the line and be like, oh, where did Applepay go? Where did Rochelle go? And like even with my friends as well, like I'm probably the darkest out of all of them, like the girls especially. So I would say that probably took me the longest to unlearn just because probably from the age of like, from when I was like younger to like maybe like 17, 18 was when I probably unlearned that like the dark you are doesn't necessarily mean that's that you're ugly or anything or that you're less worthy. But I definitely don't think that now. Like I love I love myself. Even though even though I look like a burnt chicken nugget, I love myself. <laughs> but yeah, that probably took me the longest to unlearn. Just because everyone is telling you that like the more dark you are. Mm-hmm. I mean, the less attractive you are, the less um, conventionally beautiful you are. Ain't that the truth? There's not like a final point where you're like, okay, now that's done and now I've learned that and now yeah. it's like all good. Because cause the external and the world and society is like, they they stay working telling you the opposite. So like even when you get to a point where you're like super confident in yourself or super, or like you have the logic, right? So like I could never logically think to myself that being dark skinned or being black or being Nigerian or being having small titties or having no ass. Like I can never, (laughs) well, those are, those are just like standard, like beauty standards, right? I can never logically say like, oh, that makes you less deserving of love. Or I can never say that makes you less beautiful or less desirable in terms of like a logical statement. However, I still find even on it, like sometimes if I'm on Instagram too long, I can find myself looking at just like the oddest features of people being like, wow, like their nose, like, points in like really nice way like I like the way their nose points right and it's such like a weird thing to like focus in on but I forget that it's still something that you have to constantly be reaffirming to yourself when the world is always trying to reaffirm the opposite to you like you watch like even when I watched like Viola Davis and like How's Get Away With Murder I was like oh my god I was like honestly it's bad but it was my first thought like wow wow she's she's pretty dark just because I haven't Mm -hmm. seen or that the features are like so like exaggerated yeah, or that exactly. they're like and you're like and you're like seeing it and you're like wow like that's that's something to take like that's a sight to take in and then you have to like why do I why like why is that so I and how to get away with a murder is such a good one because I know she goes from these scenes where she's super polished and super like perfect quote unquote professional looking to where she's just like in her house looking like how my bald head is. <laughs> where she's got her wig off and she's got her little baby afro and she looks a hot damn mess right and I, I know like I look at sometimes I see those scenes and I go like whoo like that's a sight and I forget that's the same bitch that's looking at me in the mirror like that's how I <laughs> um, and yeah um, Aki what's something you strongly dislike that most people love something that I strongly dislike actually it's kind. it's a phobia of mine which I guess fits it quite well um is swimming in deep water and this is something that I have really struggled with my whole life because I love being by the water but I'm not a strong swimmer and also I have a phobia of like drowning because I've nearly drowned a few times in my life we're in Croatia and I fully like nearly drowned and one of my best friends had to save me um you nearly drowned we were at a waterfall the floor was very it was like undulating so it was very uneven we had to swim from one end to the other everyone took it in turns and I was like okay I really don't like being the one that's like oh she can't swim Mm. I hate it even though I'm not a strong swimmer I'll always try and so I was like yeah gosh like I can just like it's like 10 meters and that's nothing so I like pushed off the edge but the 
edge was so slippery I kind of like pushed off the slit uh, and then I couldn't quite get back up and my friend Nina had to pull me out along I with a stranger I feel like swimming's not the sort of thing that you're just and like so let me try traumatic. Yeah. I know exactly. <laughs> you won't find my ass in you. no sort of water. <laughs> I'll just, I'll just dabble. I'm going to just dabble go. in this. <laughs> Let's see how it goes. But it's something I've always been really insecure about. I strongly dislike swimming mostly because I'm not very good at it and also because I'm very, very scared of deep water and most people love it. But I wish, I hope that I get to reverse that one day. I hope you do too. I'm going to start taking some lessons. So Hannah, do you think the image that you have of yourself matches the image that people see you as? I think for the most part, I'd say I'm quite an open book. The adjective mysterious is probably the least. I <laughs> 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 <in> like, <laughs> I don't think you're mysteriously I don't, Yeah, I don't think I can be mysterious if I tried. So like, for, I just that, can't like, read her. Like you can. In <laughs> fact, <laughs> <laughs> people want to switch you off as in like, like they is wish there an audio book version? Because so I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> is there a cliff notes? And, uh, can I see oh, a notes really got me through school. That being said, I do think that my external, like what I, what I kind of show, like maybe not my close friends, but what I tend to show people is very much so like curated in that like I think people probably assume that I'm a lot like really go 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 so especially people who aren't like my like close friends like maybe like colleagues or like just friends that I see when I'm out like I think they would probably say like oh like I'm always very like energetic or always very um exuberant or this or that like you you'll be fine because you're like you're you pick yourself back up or you you're a bigger person or you're more social or you're more happy than other people are so if something happens and it's gonna affect you less or like if there's some sort of wrong like you're gonna be fine so like so whatever so um, and I don't think people realize that I before I get to that place it takes a lot of sort of like me by myself really like psyching myself up for it basically um so I think sometimes there's a mismatch there in terms of like how like quote unquote positive I am or how not even positive, but like like the characteristic that you use exuberant. I think people like because that's my sort of most defining characteristic. I think people assume that it's there all the time when actually kind of like we said before, there's no one there's no one word that everyone mm-hmm. should subscribe to exactly. all the time with multifaceted beings. Um, everyone write an embarrassing fact about themselves. Play rock, paper, scissors. Can we play rock, paper, scissors on here? No. Aki, you lose. Aki, you lose. Aki, you lose. <laughs> when I was, um, I think maybe 13 or 14 years old, I really, really, really fancied this guy that lived near me. And I wrote him a love letter. He was a Mormon. Um, I did not expect this. I never said it is. Writing his name in like cursive calligraphy on the front. And I slipped it under his door. And I lived in this like condo, like had loads of friends living in different blocks and stuff. And it caused such an outroar. Like everyone was like, oh my God, did you hear she sent him this letter? And apparently his parents were vexed. Because he was a Mormon. He wasn't allowed to date. Well, yeah. Like I think his parents were like, what the heck is this? Like uh, them, trying to come. parents are, they need to lighten up. He didn't talk to me for ages. Like, he didn't talk to me for ages after that. It was so peak. And I think, like, that's kind of formed my 
experience ego. with like really I'm like so shooting your shot. I was so embarrassed from that moment on. I'm I just so was sorry, mortified. Girl. I'm sorry too, girl. I wish that I wish that happened to me though, because I'm still writing love letters. <laughs> If you can know, <laughs> if you can know someone in your life on a deeper level, who would it be and why? Um, I think it'd probably be my last remaining grandparent because, um, so he lives in Nigeria and we've, I've started speaking to him a lot more, but I feel like something that I didn't do enough when my other, so like my, my grandma who lived in London, like I didn't really talk to her much about like, I didn't really get as much advice as I could have. These guys have actually lived life. Like they have a, yeah, a wealth of knowledge. Not even life, but like the amount of like eras that they've been yeah, through. Yeah, they've you been imagine? through wars. They've been through um, heartbreak. They've been through everything. So I feel like that's something that I kind of regret with my grandparents. And I, I'm, I'm pretty close. I was pretty close to um, to my grandma and my grandma and grandpa on my mom's side who um, aren't with us anymore. Um, so I think if I could know like my granddad on an even deeper level and just kind of learn a bit more about his life, then I would really appreciate that while he's still here. But yeah, that's my one. That's super sweet. What would your younger self not believe about the life you're living today? If I'm thinking about myself like as a teenager at university, just the fact that we're like, we're just like in the world, like we've got jobs, we're working and yeah. life's not falling apart. Like I remember there was a stage at university where everything felt so dramatic and so <laughs> just so like the world was either amazing or it was yeah. doomed. And like and now sometimes I even miss it. I'm just like I'm just so like fine. Yeah. Usually yeah. like uni was like a literal roller coaster. Explosive. Like, it's like up and Explosive. down and up and down. There's so many just different phases that we've all been through, I know. Um, and I think about some of like maybe like the darkest times or like when I was having my like darkest thoughts and things like that. And remember just like not being able to see like oh, past mm. that very moment or like I, I would try like I think that would be what made me so upset is that I'd try and like imagine like what life will look like in three years time, five years time, 10 years time. And I mm. couldn't get there. Like it, I it just, I couldn't possibly imagine that everything could be okay. From a mental health perspective, it's really particularly, because mm -hmm. Hannah, I've been in spaces like you where you just cannot picture your future. You cannot see yourself. And it's almost like an all consuming like question of, will I get there? Even probably me six months mm. ago, like oh I wouldn't believe that I would gosh, be where I am Aki. today. You, Do you see what I, I mean? And that's forget. why perspective Aki, is like, so important. Six months ago, I was probably the lowest deported. I've ever been in terms of, I didn't know if I could stay in the UK. This Whoa, is a whole other a whole episode. Lot, don't worry, we'll, other talk, episode. we'll talk about this. It's a whole other episode. I didn't know if I was going to do a job, do a PhD. I didn't know if I'd be in the UK. I didn't know if I had to move back to Ghana. I couldn't, I was getting job rejections coming in thick and fast. I was getting romantic rejections coming in thick and fast. It was wow. a lot, as in, I did that big, that big PDF you sent us, Rochelle. Oh, I didn't know what yeah. to plan for this year. I didn't know what to put down. I have my list of achievements for 2020 and they are so confused. I had wow. no idea what was going on. And I think it's really important to know that this confusion can happen in your older life too. It's not just for your young, yeah, your young self. We don't want you to think that we've got we've got everything sorted out because we oh, absolutely don't. not. I thought I'd have it figured out. Like I thought I'd graduate and have it figured out. And this yeah. is why I'm really passionate about 
preparing people for post-university because a lot of our friends walked into a job it's really not that easy for a lot of people and also some of our friends who walked into jobs hate the job it's not easy for anyone yep exactly and in terms of i think it's so easy to be spoon-fed from gcses all the way up to university Mm. you're like following this prescribed track and then as soon as you graduate it's like okay do what you want well that's why i think self-reflection is so important like that 2020 thing like um i'm gonna try and do at the start of every year because you also forget the things that you need to be thankful for like aki like you but it got to a point where me and hannah we didn't speak about anything else other than you because we were just so concerned for your well-being we were yeah and it was getting to a while where it was getting like the clock was ticking and i even had Um, to change my tune in terms of the advice i went from saying like just believe in god like something will come through to being like ghana ain't that bad you know (laughs) i went from being like you need to be focused in what kind of jobs you're applying to to like cleaner there are cleaning jobs out there Um, anyone anyone need anyone need a technician doctor anyone need a bread maker i can make bread i can make bread (laughs) i can make bread (laughs) that was a learning lesson for me in terms of what is the worst that can happen and is it really mm. that bad so thinking about if i don't get here what is the worst that could happen if it doesn't go the way that i want what what else can i do yeah. what else could i put in place hey guys thank you so much for tuning into our episode where we get to know each other a little bit better um we hope you've enjoyed you know would recommend playing this game with your friends with your family it's always good to get to know yourself a bit more if you liked it if you hated it let us know you can email us at brownsugarpod18 at gmail.com you can find us on apple music apple Podcasts, spotify itunes stitcher deezer wherever you get your podcasts from, from. the lord thank Jesus you so Christ much himself. guys <laughs> <laughs> thank you for tuning in i don't know why hannah thinks he's kevin hart all of a sudden <laughs> tells one good joke and then she can't she just can't stop she's just gonna keep them coming anyway guys we'll see you in two weeks time